Well, it's the eve of the US midterms, so who exactly is inching ahead and what will this mean for millions of Americans? We break down the stats next this hour. I'm Holly Stearns. Let's get started. This election isn't a referendum, it's a choice. It's a choice between two fundamentally different visions of America. And that's where we begin. It's election eve in America and the Democrats are staring down the barrel of a nightmare situation. As inflation soars and crime rates spike, voters are expected to turn away from the ruling party in droves, all in favour of change. There were hopes for the Democrats that they would be able to swing voters who were dissatisfied with the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. We go live to our US correspondent Veronica Dudo, who is standing by in New York. A prominent Russian oligarch and Vladimir Putin's right-hand man has seemingly admitted to US election interference. In a post to Telegram, the billionaire responded to a question about Russia meddling in the election process. When he replied, we interfered, we interfere and we will interfere. At the COP27 climate summit, UK leader Rishi Sunak took to the stand, telling world leaders the Ukraine war is a reason to act urgently on climate change. But UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres wasn't mixing his words when he said we are on the highway to hell with our foot on the accelerator. The conference is an opportunity for world leaders to discuss global efforts to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Plus, sorry to say it, billionaires, but you may be to blame for the disastrous emissions that we're seeing. A new study has found a billionaire emits a million times more greenhouse gases than the average person. A few of the billionaire's emissions combined equals the carbon footprint of an entire country like France or Egypt. Now, from Ticker News, this is Your World. A very warm welcome to our viewers right around the world today. All of those headlines are ahead this hour, but first we go to news out of the United States. And it's election eve in America and the Democrats are now staring down the barrel of a nightmare situation. As inflation soars and crime rates spike, voters are expected to turn away from the ruling party in droves, all of course in favour of some sort of change. Now there were hopes the Democrats would be able to swing voters who were potentially dissatisfied with the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. But as a recession looms, it seems the state of the economy is now the only thing on everyone's mind. The Democrats are facing the risk of losing control of both the House and the Senate, leaving Capitol Hill in a gridlock. But the race is not over yet. As we know, recent polling in the US has been anything but accurate. As an election day now looms, both parties are pulling out all stops to win over every last vote. The Democrats have been struggling with their sitting president's low approval rating for many months now. Biden has been rallying at the governor's race in Maryland. He says this election is a choice between two fundamentally different visions of America. Look, this election isn't a referendum, it's a choice. It's a choice between two fundamentally different visions of America. I've said from the beginning, my objective when I ran was to build an economy from the bottom up and the middle out. And I tell you what, it's a fundamental shift and it's working compared to the mega, mega Republican trickle-down economics. Tuesday's election represents the first nationwide test of democracy since Biden took office and Trump's followers stormed the U.S. Capitol in protest. Now, speaking of Trump, he's been campaigning in Ohio for Republican Senate nominee J.D. Vance, while First Lady Jill Biden is in Northern Virginia campaigning with Democratic Representative Jennifer Wexton.
Thank you, Congresswoman. Thank you so much. And I love that I see labor here. I saw unions over here and unions over here. I love the moms demand action are here. Thank you. Thanks for coming. And Jennifer, you've been such a champion for the issues of the people of Northern Virginia and the Shenandoah Valley and what they care about most. But as a teacher and a military mom, I'm especially grateful for what you've done to support student veterans. Okay, but what's actually at stake moving forward? Let's break it down. All 435 seats in the House, 35 seats in the 100-member Senate, 36 state governorships, three U.S. territory governorships, and a large number of city mayorships and local offices too. In a further 37 states, issues including laws on abortion, marijuana and voting rights are also up for a vote. Meanwhile, House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy has also spoken exclusively to CNN as his party eyes off a red wave. Now, if the Republican Party does win back control of the House and the Senate, McCarthy is vowing to secure the border, cut back on government spending and launch investigations into the Biden administration. McCarthy is also optimistic about his chances of securing Speaker of the House. If we win the majority, I'll run for Speaker. But do you think you will have the votes for Speaker? I believe I'll have the votes for Speaker, yes. Do you think Trump will support you become Speaker? I think Trump would be very supportive, yes. Do you feel like you need his support? I think the people who vote for it are all in the conference. So, I mean, I think that's the most important vote. Nobody on the outside can vote for you. But he does have influence in the Republican Party. No? The people that have the most influence are the constituents back home to decide who represents them. So that is always the people with the most influence. Now, McCarthy was somewhat reluctant to predict how many seats his party may pick up on election night, but says anywhere over 20 is a red wave. I think anywhere over 20 is a red wave. Um, And what's interesting is think about where we're sitting right now. Um, Think about the quality of the candidates that have been recruited from Rhode Island to Maine, New Hampshire, Connecticut. These are just places I've been traveling recently from Ohio, from Oregon, from Washington, Nevada, California. I see more competitive races than I've seen at any given time. I see Democrats spending money in seats that Biden won by 20 points. New York. Now, in Florida, current Senator Marco Rubio says his followers have one job to do. Look, we have a solution, and it's coming this Tuesday. It's coming this Tuesday. Here's what's so interesting about this Tuesday. The momentum is building. The energy is building. It's building so fast that I just saw there's going to be a lunar eclipse on Tuesday. Did you see this? And the moon is going to be red on Tuesday. Even the moon is going red on Tuesday. So we have one job left to do, and that is that turn out and vote and vote in big numbers. These people don't just need to lose. They need to lose by a lot. They need to get the message. We will never be a socialist country. We will never be led by crazy people. You will not take us down the road of Marxism. You will not destroy America. We are going to leave our children, what we inherited from our parents, what they deserve to inherit. And there's one race which has everyone talking at the moment, and that is the battle for one of Pennsylvania's highly sought-after seats in the Senate. Representing the Democrats is John Fetterman, a former mayor who currently serves as the state's lieutenant governor. And in the Republican corner is Mehmet Oz, known affectionately as Dr Oz. He's the Trump-backed candidate who rose to fame as Oprah Winfrey's go-to health practitioner. In a last-ditch effort to swing voters, Oz says America is the land of opportunity. 
I believe in the American dream because I'm an embodiment of it. My father grew up on a dirt floor, immigrated here. I believe we're the land of opportunity. I believe we can have a budget that works without recklessly spending our kids' money. I believe we can have an all of the above energy policy. Are you with me? Okay, for the latest updates, let's bring in to Giz Veronica Dudo, who has, of course, been following the midterms from New York. Veronica, both the Democrats and Republicans have given their final pitches to voters. Uh, how is the race shaping up? Hi there, Holly. That's right. Well, the stakes are high as Americans are going to be heading to the polls on Tuesday across the United States to cast their votes and, of course, to make their voices heard in the future and the direction of which they want to see the, the country move on to. So the November 8 midterm elections will decide control of the House and Senate, and as usual, is often decided by just a few seats. One race that's getting a lot of attention is between talk show host Dr. Mehmet Oz and Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, both vying to be elected to the Senate representing the state of Pennsylvania. Just to put it into perspective, in the past 24 hours, Current President Joe Biden, along with former Presidents Barack Obama and President Trump, also went to the Keystone State to push their respective candidates. Take a listen to how Democrats are framing this election, not just in Pennsylvania, but also the one in Arizona, Nevada and Georgia. Americans believe our democracy is at risk that our democracy is under threat. Democracy itself is on the ballot. The stakes are high. What was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. This country is on track to repeat what happened in Germany when it was the greatest democracy going Now, this election year is weighted by economic turmoil and, of course, continuous crime. Take a listen to how Republicans are framing their cell. Under Biden, Pelosi, Schumer and the radical Democrat Congress, your commonwealth is being totally destroyed. Our country is being destroyed. Biden and the far left lunatics are waging war on Pennsylvania energy, crushing Pennsylvania jobs, gutting Pennsylvania communities and strangling Pennsylvania families with soaring prices like you've never seen before. Inflation is costing the typical household nearly $800 every single month. Congratulations. Who the hell voted for these people? <laughs> I believe in the American dream because I'm an embodiment of it. My father grew up on a dirt floor, immigrated here. I believe we're the land of opportunity. I believe we can have a budget that works without recklessly spending our kids' money. I believe we can have an all-of-the-above energy policy. I believe we can have safe city streets and communities. I believe we can secure the border, but allow legal immigration, the kind my dad had. And it's because of you. The red wave is not an abstraction. It's very concrete. And you are it. You are the tip of the spear here in Arizona. Our grassroots army is fired up. Here in my race, we've got the momentum. At the end of every race, there's always one candidate who's playing offense and one candidate who's playing defense, trying to just desperately keep a lid on it. I think it's clear which is which here against uh, Senator Kelly. They're freaking out, and they should be. We've caught him in the polls. We've passed him in the polls.
So what will be appealing to voters? Of course, that's the big question. Now, election night is in 24 hours, but we are already hearing from election officials that there could be a delay in certifying winners because mail-in ballots cannot be opened until tomorrow. Now, we already are expecting a lot of legal roadblocks over this. So, Holly, it's going to be uh, a long couple of days. Veronica Caduto in New York, thank you for the latest update on that. Okay, you're up to date for right here on Ticket News. We'll be back right after this.